Hey kids, be sure to listen all the way through to the end for my weekly movie pick and review. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Jonathan Strayton with another Tales from the Set podcast. Uh, Tonight we have the Oscars. Um, I was unable to attend due to... um, I'm busy in post-production. And and I wasn't invited to, so... But anyway... um, the Oscars, you know, sometimes are, well, most time are political and, you know, sometimes they always seem to be kind of a year f- or a few behind and, um, well, a great example is Martin Scorsese who should have won the Oscar for, um, uh, excuse me, my phone, who's, no, it's just my, my wife texting me anyway um like for example martin scorsese won best uh director oscar for uh the departed and which everyone knows he should have won for goodfellas um even probably like the aviator that was a pretty good flick um but you know he was up again in uh the departed i think the academy and the people wanted him to win for something that he was you know uh what he does best, which is crime genre films, and The Departed was close enough to the you know kind of Goodfellas, uh, Casino, um, that he hadn't done it in a long time. Um, Gangs in New York was more of like I feel like a period piece, but uh, anyway, so like they kind of all right, let's give him the Oscar because we don't know if he's gonna do another uh, you know crime genre film. It was a good movie. I don't know. Did it deserve the Oscar for direction? I mean, yeah. Well, he yeah, everything he does is awesome. But my point is that he. I feel like sometimes the Academy is like, well, he should have gotten it for this, but we slept on it, so let's give it to him for you know this. Um, and that was my feeling going into. I've I've seen. Um, I think most of these movies that are up for. Um, uh, an Oscar. Um, and, uh, well, like for example, um, <clears throat> Sniper, uh, Bradley Cooper, I saw that. He was phenomenal in it. And I had seen Chris Kyle and, um, on Conan and other interviews, you know, knew of him before he, you know, was tragically killed. And, I was, uh, you know, I was like, oh my god, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's one of these guys, each movie I see him in, he's just better and better. It just impresses me more. Um, and he is fantastic in this movie. Great. And I was, you know, I left theater. I was like, yeah, man, he should get the Oscar. He's, he's phenomenal in it, you know. But I was thinking, you know what? I haven't seen Birdman, but Michael Keaton hasn't done a you know, a good role or a solid role or big role in a long time. So the Oscars are probably going to be political and give it to Michael Keaton because they feel, you know, with the history of his, you know, performances, it's unlikely he'll 
do another performance like that, so they'll give him the Oscar just for that reason, where Bradley Cooper, you know, still has a long career ahead of him. <clears throat> so that's what my prediction was that Michael Keaton would win Best uh, Oscar. Now, I saw Birdman and immediately threw all that out the window. I, I think that's still the direction they would go. But just based on performance, Michael Keaton definitely had the best performance of the year, hands down. You know, Bradley Cooper was amazing, but Michael Keaton was phenomenal. I mean, he was amazing in it. Uh, also, Edward Norton was great in it. Some, a role I haven't seen him do, um, anything kind of close to this role. And it was really good. They, he kind of played kind of a, a prick actor who's hard to work with, which is kind of the rumor how he is in real life. And Michael Keaton played, the, you know, he was uh, he was this big superhero in a superhero, superhero franchise, Birdman, um, very similar to like Batman. And then afterwards, he didn't do anything for a while and I guess became a has-been and now is trying to do this directing and wrote a uh, play on Broadway and he's starring in, I guess, trying to prove himself as an artist. And, um, maybe, you know, so it kind of, that film imitates, you know, it's art imitating life a lot in different ways. And, um, you know, I haven't read any of the backstory because I just saw it last week, um, on Tuesday, actually. So I'm interested to know if the script was kind of written for him or what, because it's very similar to his, uh, real life. And, um, the movie all around the acting, the performances were phenomenal. The director of photography, oh my God, amazing. Did, uh, he did children of men. He just, and it's these long takes and it's in these narrow kind of claustrophobic kind of hallways and back rooms and stage. Um, and you just constantly feel the pressure of these actors, and it's just, it, it, it's just, it's just such a great film, um, and I think it deserves every nomination. It's not nominated for um, editing, obviously, because there was very little editing, but that also goes to show you that um, the challenge it was for these actors to act for these long continuous takes without breaking and that that's kind of old school filmmaking which was challenging which is really cool i mean to see that um some people don't you know watching it and they don't realize there's no cuts they don't realize how challenging that must be you know and you have several actors in a scene and if one person messes up i mean uh, you gotta start from scratch so I think that is just as much challenging than, uh, you know, Richard Linklater's Boyhood, which shot it over 12 years. Now, that's great. But without that novelty, I mean, the story was good and, you know, it was a good movie. But Oscar, I don't know. I think it's kind of more on the novelty that it took, you know, 12 years to do. Uh, which is still a, a great feat, but I don't even think it's his best film. I think Days and Confused is still, you know, his best film. But um, Birdman, if you take away the novelty of the long, continuous takes and just do a traditional, you know, you know, cut, I think the movie is still great. I think the story is still still great, and the performances are still great. Whereas, you know, um, I think I reviewed uh, Boyhood on my last podcast and talked to briefly about that but um 
it was a good movie. So let's go down the list and look at the nominees, and I'll follow up next week with, uh, you know, my the results, I guess. Well, you guys will know the results of this, basically, just my predictions. So um, let's see. The best will start in order from the uh, official... Oh, is this the official Oscar website? These. Well, let's see. Okay. Let me see what we have here. Oh, okay. We'll just do this. Okay. So, best animated feature film. Um, I have seen all these except The Tale of Princess Kagura or whatever. I can't even say that. Song of the Sea. Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Big Hero 6. Okay. So, best animated feature film, I think, will go to... Uh, it's tough, because How to Train a Dragon 2 and Big Hero 6, both great flicks. Um, and for kind of different reasons. I don't think How to Train Your Dragon 2 was better than the first. But it was still an excellent film. Um... I kind of, I don't know, I had kind of a darkness to it. It reminded me a little bit of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, um, but then Big Hero 6 was really good and kind of uh, a little bit different. Um, both films you can rewatch tons and tons of times. So, um, I don't know, it's, it's tough to say on this one. And Box Trolls, I really didn't see, uh, see all the way through. So, in all fairness, I can't... I can't comment on that. So let's see. What am I going to say? My gut is going to go with Big Hero 6. Just because it's kind of a different um, animated film from what we're kind of used to seeing. Um, Where How to Train Your Dragon 2 is a sequel. It's built off the structure of the first one. So just basically Big Hero 6 being, you know, somewhat original in the first one. I'm going to go with that. Documentary feature. Um, I didn't see any of those, so I'm not going to comment on those. Documentary short subject. Didn't see any of those. I'm not going to comment on that. So, film editing. Let's see. Um, I didn't see the Grand Budapest Hotel or the Imitation Game or Whiplash. So, between American Sniper and Boyhood. Um, I'm going to say Boyhood only because it was shot over 12 years and it's and it's cut, you know, pretty much continuously when it goes from the boy ages throughout the film, you know. So, when it goes from one scene to the next, it's very seamless. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, a few years older, but it doesn't doesn't register right away. And so the from one take to the or one shot to the other, the transitions are very well done. Uh, so I, I'm gonna go with Boyhood. Original song. <clears throat> I only know I think one of them. Everything is awesome, and from the Lego Movie, which everyone is like, you know, why didn't the Lego Movie got snubbed and all that? I didn't think that movie was good as everyone thought it was, or the critics said. It just didn't. I don't know. I just I, I didn't I didn't think it was very original. I mean, it was about a guy and how everyone 
he didn't think he was special, and he, he looks deep inside him and found that he is special, just like everyone else, and yada, yada, yada. I didn't think it was original. You know, for what they did with it, that was great, but other than that, yeah, I don't know that it deserved best Oscar for animation, but everything is awesome. I sing that song to my daughter all the time, and she hates it, so <laughs> I think that song is good and has a chance of winning. So production design... I didn't see any of these. You know what? I didn't see as many as I thought I did. So let's see. Animated short film. Live action short film. Didn't see those. Sound editing. American Sniper. Birdman. The Hobbit. And Stellar Unbroken. American Sniper I'm going to go. Because, I mean, the sound editing just with... Uh, sound effects of uh, the sniper rifles and machine guns and explosions and and that and there's so many that goes into it especially from me doing action films and and having to add a million sounds like a gunshot from a gun and uh the chamber you know uh cocking back and and the bullets zipping through the air and then hitting flesh and then blood, all these layers of sound effects. It's a lot harder than people think. And I think that a lot more sound editing went into American Sniper than the rest of these films. So I'm going to go with that. Sound mixing, same thing. I'm going to go with American Sniper because the sound is just, you know, it's phenomenal. Visual effects Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy. And Stellar, X-Men Days of Future Past. Oof, that's tough. I haven't seen Stellar, but X-Men Days of Future Past, and I had talked about that and did a little thing on my blog about the Quicksilver scene, which was f- awesome, awesome scene. Um, that was so impressive how they did that. Um, on that scene alone, I don't know, it's tough. I'd be like, yeah, give the Oscar to him, but... Guardians in the Galaxy looks great. It looks, it just looks phenomenal. They built this whole world. Dawn of the Planet Apes. Oh my God, that looks phenomenal as well. I mean, these, these, all these, these apes were, you know, all CG. I mean, that looks great. So it's tough, but uh, I don't know. I'd be tossed up between Dawn of the Planet Apes and Guardians of the Galaxy because they just built this whole world in Guardians of the Galaxy and the effects were just awesome, very good. So I will go with my gut. We'll say I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say Dawn of the Planet Apes just because of the amount of work that probably went into animating the apes, uh, making them look so real and whatnot. All right, so best actor, Steve Carell, Foxcatcher. I haven't seen that. Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, uh, Bennard uh, Cumberbatch. Yeah, I didn't see that. Michael Keaton, Birdman. And then Eddie Redmayne, The Theory of Everything. Obviously, Michael Keaton. He's phenomenal. Um, and it, like I said, <clears throat> uh, Bradley Cooper, close second, but Michael Keaton definitely deserves it. And like I said, not just for the political reason that the Oscar would you know, typically follows, but just based on performance alone. So, and I hope he does. I've uh, wins it. I've always liked Michael Keaton. Uh, best actress. Jeez. I didn't, I didn't see the, the only one I saw was, uh, Rosamund Pike, gone girl. She was great in it. So, but I've always been a huge fan of Julianne Moore, but I haven't seen still Alice. So I, I don't know. I'd like to see her one because she does a phenomenal job. She's in a lot of movies, 
And um, I think for political reasons, she might win. Reese Witherspoon's already won. And I'm not crazy about her anyway. And uh, Rosamund Pike, she was amazing, but uh, she's still young and has a long career ahead of her. So if anything, I think Julie, Julian Moore will take it home. All right, Best Supporting Actor. Robert Duvall, The Judge. Ethan Hawke, Boyhood. Edward Norton, Birdman. Mark Ruffalo, Foxcutter, J.K. Simmons, Whiplash. I don't know. J.K. Simmons is a great actor. He's been getting a lot of positive feedback for Whiplash. So I don't know. I haven't seen it, but um, Ethan Hawke was good in Boyhood. But and I love Ethan Hawke. I love love him. He's awesome. But there's nothing out of the ordinary that he hasn't played before. And I think he he's bigger than a supporting actor. And he you know I'd like to see him nominated for Best Actor and win something like that. Um. Robert Duvall from The Judge, jeez, he was really good in that. And his performance was really, really good. So, um, Edward Norton, I'm going to go with Edward Norton and Birdman. He was just phenomenal. He was so good, so interesting to watch in it. He was great. First time I wasn't thinking, oh, that's Edward Norton being the Hulk, or that's Edward Norton being, a, a, you know, an outcast kind of geeky nerd in Fight Club. No, I, I was seeing this character and not Edward Norton. So I, I would say Edward Norton for Best Supporting Actor. Best Supporting Actress, <clears throat> Patricia Arquette, Emma Stone and Birdman. She was, to me, she was kind of the weakest. She was phenomenal, but she just, there's nothing about her role that really stuck out. Um, I'm going to say Patricia Arquette with Boyhood only because she was really good. And then there's this one part where she kind of has this mental breakdown, midlife crisis kind of thing. And um, it's just really cool and see her. And it's real, it's like real authentic, you know, to something, the thoughts that she has. And, you know, just it was really, really well done. So. I'm going to say Patricia Arquette, and I'd like to see her when the cinematography. Um, I'm going to say Birdman. It looked phenomenal. I mean, to do those shots, go from, you know, Mark A and B and C and all these different marks, and the film composition looks great every time, and it doesn't miss a beat. The framing's great. Everything is constantly in crisp clear focus. I mean, that is such a challenge. So, I'm gonna go with um, uh, Emmanuel Lebeski for Birdman. Let's see what else. Costume design. I didn't really see any of those, so I can't say. Alright, so directing. Let's see. Well, I'm going to have to go with um, Birdman for best directing. Uh, hands down. I mean, the performances he directed were phenomenal. So that is what I'm going to go with. Let's see. Foreign language film. Didn't see that makeup and hairstyling. Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Guardians of Galaxy. I'm going to say Guardians of Galaxy, just because the makeup and hairstyling was phenomenal. And I mean, makeup looked great. There was tons of it. So, Original score. <clears throat> um, 
Jeez, I didn't see I didn't see any of these either, so I don't wanna say adapted screenplay, American Sniper, adaptation game. Paul Thomas Anderson inherent vice. Theory of everything whiplash. I don't know. Paul Thomas Anderson inherent vice I just recently watched it and I was kinda of disappointed, so and he's one of my favorite directors. So I don't know. Um I'd probably say Jason Hall with American Sniper. Just a great story. It was all very well put together. Um, original screenplay. Birdman, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson, uh, Grand Buddha's Hotel, and then Dan Gilroy, Nightcrawler. Um, which uh, Nightcrawler was good, and you know it was uh, you know fairly original. And, um, Jake Gyllenhaal definitely should have been nominated. His performance was phenomenal, but... I don't know, screenplay-wise, I'm going to go with, um... Again, Birdman. Just, it was a great story, and... Had some great lines, and great... And a lot of them talked almost in monologue, and, you know... So that, that's really hard to, uh, I think, write and keep interesting and entertaining. So, I'm going to say Birdman. Best Picture... American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. You know, I honestly believe Best Picture is a category for all around. It's the best movie of the year. And I think, you know, uh, the key to making a great film is a, a director driving that force. And it always amazes me when a movie's nominated and a director isn't. Uh, most famously, Argo and Ben Affleck being snubbed. That was just crazy. And and American Sniper, Clint Eastwood. You know, and I, I think he's part of the Academy, and he's, he's he, I don't think he's won an Oscar. Maybe he did win an Oscar for Unforgiven. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm surprised he wasn't at least nominated. Not to say he would win, but. Uh, then, um, and then Selma, uh, she wasn't nominated for best, uh, directing. Um, I know the, uh, yeah. So for best picture all around, I am going to go with overall American Sniper because it was a great film. It was powerful. It was entertaining. It was a lot of storytelling, um, and it, it was inspirational and you know, funny and sad. It had all the elements. It was uh, on the edge of your seats, you know, uh, action-packed. Um, overall, I think it was a great movie. And, you know, just uh, look at the box office. It, 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 it's made its broken records, um, you know, despite that. But this just has to say, word of mouth and everyone saying it's good and going and seeing it. It's a great, it's a great film. So I would probably say American Sniper for Best Picture. So we will see after tonight and then tomorrow I'll follow up with my, uh, you know, who won and who didn't. So we will see. I don't remember who I just said I thought would win. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, those are my Oscar predictions. So... 
Anything else going on? Let's see. Just busy night of something strange. Trying to get it done. Um, uh, wrapped up for a spring uh, premiere. And um, just the... I'm knee-deep in digital effects. And they're just, they're just taking a long time. It's a very very lengthy process and I'm a perfectionist and you know make it perfect um I have hired somebody to do the poster for Night of Something Strange and um I'm expecting to get it mid-March end of March um I hired him back in I believe it was January and I and originally I had hired somebody else who did a poster um last year for me was it last i think it was last year and i worked with this artist before and he had done some great jobs and uh i was really disappointed with his work on night of something strange um poster uh i just didn't feel it was up to par with things he'd done and i let him know that and And also, he was, you know, just hard to communicate with. And this movie's so important to me, so I needed the poster, the key art, to be everything I wanted. Now, you know, uh, previous films, I guess I didn't care so much because distributors ultimately decide what the key art's going to be. But with this and me not willing to settle, I wanted a key art I could be proud of and I would be proud to distribute if I decide to distribute myself. So... You can look for that. That's coming soon. And I'll be releasing a new teaser. And then I'll be following up shortly after with a, a, a full trailer for Night of Something Strange. So that's it for this week. Until next time, thanks for listening. Good night. Or good morning. Or whatever time of day is you're listening. Peace. Yo, yo, this is my movie review. I've seen a couple movies since I've last done my podcast, but um, I recently watched um, Inherent Vice, which I just couldn't get into. It was kind of long and dragged out, and I just and I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I love Magnolia, and Boogie Nights is my top three favorite films of all time. I love Heart Eight. Um, I love... Uh, there will be blood. I loved Punch Drunk Love. I think great, great director. I was just kind of disappointed. I just couldn't, couldn't really get into it. But, um, so I've been wanting to see Predestination with Ethan Hawke for a while, and I kept putting it off, putting it off. Finally, I watched it last night, and it was great movie, great movie. Um, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but basically he time travels and hopes to catch a uh, criminal who goes by the name of the Fizzle Bomber. And he, the, this guy always seems to be a step ahead of him. Um, but, but it's really good. You, um, check it out if you can. It's on demand. Um, it didn't go to the theaters. I'm not sure why. It, it, it kind of had a it's kind of maybe uncomfortable subject. Um, but it was really interesting. You know, uh, after the first 
eight minutes, I think I was sucked in. So really good, really good flick. I really enjoyed it. And I, if I like a movie, I'll tell my wife, hey, you got to see this because she went to bed early last night. So when she woke up, I said, hey, you got to check this movie out. It's good. And she liked it. So uh, check it out, Predestination. I don't want to, like I said, give too much away, but really good, really good uh um, take on, you know, time travel and, and, and time travel is just a very small aspect of the film. Um, uh, but it's very good. So check it out if you get a chance. Um, and that's it. Peace.